Hello and welcome back to the program. My name is Michael Finney. Today we are talking with three tattoo artists from the Chicagoland area. We're going to talk a little history. We're going to talk a little culture. We're going to talk a little craft. Will you guys introduce yourselves for the people that are listening, please? Hello, I am Cody Wallenius from Chicago. I've been tattooing 20 years. Hello, I'm Matthew Porkenbrock. I've been uh, I'm from Kankakee, Illinois. I've been tattooing about 10 years. And I am Ashley Camp from Crown Point. I've been tattooing about three years. Hey, this is fantastic. Glad to have you all on today. We're going to talk a little bit. You want to give us some of the background? Anybody can chime in. This is not, uh, there are no strict rules here, so feel free to kind of have a conversation about it. But anybody that wants to talk about how they got interested in the culture, how they got interested in wanting to actually be a tattoo artist, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I kind of fell into tattooing, to be honest with you, but I got tattooed when I was 15, and um always kind of had been around tattoos, never really like had anybody in the family that was tattooing or anything like that and seen, um, you know, tattoos on family, friends and things like that. Stuff that I would recognize, Harley stuff, tattoos, you know, like, uh, Eagles and stuff. But then I got into tattooing really young and, uh, ended up, you know, hanging out of the, got a tattoo at 15, was hanging out of the tattoo shop at 16 and started by 18, and now I'll be 38 this year. It's 20 years I've been tattooing in the in the industry, in the business. So kind of just by chance, to be honest with you. I kind of found something that I loved, and I ran with it. What about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I started way later. I uh, It took me a while to get into it. I actually... Uh, I used to be in a band and I'd be home from two where I would work for free tattoos at a tattoo shop and they would offer me out a tattoo. And I, uh, I turned it down for a while. I turned it down. I didn't want to do it. It freaked me out. And then I actually started tattooing like 10 years later. Um, just out of, I was going to school for architecture. I enjoyed the art classes more than the math classes. I already had a bunch of tattoos. It just made sense. And then, uh, spent about five years trying to find an apprenticeship. And I've been tattooing ever since. Yeah, right. Kind of took straight off from there. Yeah, pretty much. Um I, I got I got lucky with it with a good uh, mentor and who taught you from, how to... uh Tim Plumley. Oh, okay, cool. Is, did Tim pass away? Dan passed away. Uh no, Dan did actually. Yeah, yeah the brother passed away. Um yeah, so I, I don't know them personally, but I do know them through other folks and uh they're great tattooers. They're they're good guys from what I understand. Yeah, but yeah, they're really good. And had passed away in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe like a year, if that. Where did he teach you, down in Kankakee or where? <clears throat> yeah, down in Kankakee. I was living in Phoenix, and uh, I couldn't oh. find anybody to teach me out there. My art was crap at the time, but, you know, I was trying. And he took me without even looking at my stuff, and then I just kind of went from there and figured it out. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. He told me the first day if he looked at my stuff before I moved here, he would have told me no. Would have sent me back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got, I, out. you know, quit while you're ahead many times. You know? Yeah, but yeah. I actually started at a shop that was owned by uh, the world famous Roy Boy. I don't know if you ever know who that is. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, that Roy Boy. And uh, 
I started a shop that was his. He ended up pulling out in the middle of the night and then left it to one of the guys. And then that guy is who taught me, but inadvertently I am Roy boy lineage. And, uh, I still go by the shop in Gary. We still hang out with the wife. She's still around. Deb is great. Shout out to dangerous Deb. If anybody's listening to this. Yeah, we love Deb. Debbie's Debbie's the shit living legend. Um, she's still running the shop in Gary over there and it's, it's still Gary, Indiana. I'll fucking tell you that much. But <laughs> yeah. she does a good job, and she runs a good shop, and um, Debbie's great. But she's been in the business for fucking years, probably yeah, forever. decades. Might be the better way yeah, to say it. Decades, man. I mean, Roy opened that shop in '68. You know, so '70. It would have been fucking, you know, decades now. But uh, he died in 2010 or 2012, and you July know, 22nd. 2010. Yeah. Yeah, 2010. <laughs> historians <laughs> now, over here. Yeah, historians. <laughs> yeah, we get around and, and check out all like the historical stuff in the grand scheme of tattooing and stuff, and that's kind of what we get into. But before we get into that too much, let's get a little bit of background from Ashley. Tell us about your path. Uh well, so I've like been drawing and and been into art since I was really I mean that's my first memory is drawing in a a coloring book but I remember I was at home and my sister came home with her first tattoo I was 17 and and she was just like you this is this is what you need to do these are your people she went and got tattooed at Roy Boy's and ever since then I was I, I wanted to get into tattooing I started young getting tattooed Um, but it was very much, nobody really wanted to mentor a a female, a young female. It was really hard. Um, and, uh, I met Cody and after we started dating for three years, I asked him and, and at first he was like, nope, no, not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't have the inclination for it. And then I decided I would paint some some portraits and show him that I was serious and that I had talent and I did that and he was like okay <laughs> and we're and the rest is history we're here now she was worthy for sure <laughs> very good so you guys want to go into some of the culture or maybe some of the historical things that you were touching on before I know that Cody and Ashley you guys kind of go to conventions and stuff like that too Oh, yeah. Yeah, we travel the country, really. And internationally, even as of late, uh, we'll be in Puerto Rico before the end of the year. And then we're hoping to be in Europe um, kind of towards Christmas. But uh, I travel the entire country and tattoo anywhere and everywhere that I can. But uh, we get around and check out the um, tattoo museums and any any sort of tattoo exhibits that they have. And then I even uh, get into the historical tattoo stuff with some of the guys that collect all the historical stuff. Uh, Dana Brunson is a good friend of mine or Nate Harmon. Some of these guys own massive collections of actual tattoo history stuff that has, you know, been passed down and bought and traded and sold. And, you know, it's at the point now where they have, you know, a collection and I have a collection as well too, but nothing like Dana. I mean, Dana has real sailor Jerry sheets and real Ben Corday stuff. Like he has four Stoney Sinclair sheets above his bed, like he sleeps with them, you know, like it, it tickles me to go to his house, you know, he's like a total tattoo nerd and he's like my spirit animal. Dana Brunson is the man, shouts to Dana, but, uh, you know, just like these, there's a couple guys that really get into it and I think that motivates me to 
you know, get into the historical stuff of the tattooing and, mm-hmm. and, you know, further myself in my career. And, you know, cause it's, it's one of those things like we do it for a job, but ultimately like you love it, you eat shit and sleep it. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, if you don't get around and see the, you know, exhibits and, um, you know, people, the collector collectors collections. And, uh, you know, if you can't nerd out on the tattoo stuff, like, you know, what are you really doing? Yeah. I guess we've let it consume us. For yeah. Sure. It's definitely a, it's an all consuming thing, you know, but. I personally haven't done a, uh, a convention in a long time. Which ones do you guys do? Like, uh, uh arts or yeah, villain, uh, anything we can get into Detroit, you know, I've been to, uh, Queen Mary and, uh, LA, you know, anywhere that I can get into. Nice. I'd love to start doing more of that. I've done, I've done Baltimore so far this month. Yeah, that was, totally. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, and, and I, I think that, you know, anybody that can, if you can put yourself out there any further than you already have, you should. And as a tattooer, it's one of those things where you do a craft that like you could pretty much tattoo in other countries that they don't even speak your language, but they understand what you're doing. So oh, yeah. you could further yourself in your career by putting yourself out a little bit further or putting yourself out further than the next guy. You're fucking you're in the money. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like for sure, it's it's definitely effort. You know, it's like who you know, um, you know, the conventions you do and all that kind of stuff. But you know, if, if you're a good dude and you do good tattoos and you get around and, you know, you can make friends easy, like, you'll be fucking fine. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of really good people that are still in tattooing. Oh, yeah. I always send a lot of the same places. So I yeah. get out more and break that. Yeah, totally, totally. And, like, just get around. I, I, I and, and I'll tell you right now who did it. Uh, I did a convention one year with Randy Randerson, and Randy's my fucking boy, but he was right next to us. We ended up meeting, and then he ended up telling us, like, hey, uh, you know, if you guys ever want me to come to Chicago, I'll, I'll come to Chicago. And I was like, please, you know, so he ended up coming to stay on my couch a couple times and tattooing with us. This is long before Monday malarkey and rip and dip and all this dip and rip and, uh, you know, the Thunderdome and all stuff is long yeah. before. And, uh, he was traveling and he was just like, listen, I'll go anywhere that I can go to make a name for myself and put myself out there. And, and that really struck a chord with me in the grand scheme of, uh, you know tattooing because like you know if you're a good dude you're a good tattooer and you and you get around and you make friends like you should be fine you know what i mean like there's still you know people want to say tattooing is dead and all this and I, I don't think so i think tattooing is more alive than it's ever been oh yeah definitely yeah i mean fuck are you busy i'm busy as fuck you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah constantly I feel for what it's worth when i started there was weeks where you're sitting on your ass doing nothing for a week you'd be getting high at the shop doing nothing for seven oh, yeah you know, in the back of the shop, fucking, fucking off. And it's like one of those things where now, like, shit, I'm lucky if I eat lunch. Yeah, it's looking for a break. You know what I mean? So, like, do you you close your books or do you just let them, let them ride? Uh, I don't book out as far as I used to. I would book really far in advance and COVID happened and I kind of had to sorry my way across COVID and, you know, I already had, just like, it was a big fuckery. So I don't book out as far, a couple months at a time, but I travel a lot too. So I keep my books open a little bit just so if, you know, something funny comes up, want to do comes up, I'm okay. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, stay yeah. flexible. Yeah, I try to stay a little flexible. Two months or something. I don't I don't like to go too far than that because, it, it, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Was there something really fucking cool I want to go do? And I yeah, can't. Point. You know, and then we have five kids, too. So it's like, you know, what if one of the kids gets sick? What if uh, and power goes out? You know what I mean? So, like, I can't. I can't commit to a year out anymore. Oh yeah, I got two, and I don't know, damn five. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like 
And then if the kids get fucked up for day and then you can't, you know, and then you're, yeah. you're nine months out and I got to book you back out in September. And then these guys are going, fuck man, September. And it's like, it's just hard. So I, I don't go too far out. Um, but I do stay busy. I book out like crazy. Like I could book two years in advance if I wanted to, but I don't want to yeah. do that. You know, but it's like, uh, it's good. I, I feel like tattooing is more alive than it's ever been, honestly. And uh, I started a long fucking time ago and I feel like I literally came in. So I started in like 03 or 04 and I feel like it was right before the shows, like the tattoo shows came out and it was like, it was quiet for a, for a couple years and then it went fucking nuts and I feel like it's been nothing but upswing since then and uh, now I've tattooed everyone and their mom and uh, yeah or grandmas yeah man sometimes. I'm oh now and you're going like Jesus I'm tattooing sleeves on the dad and I'm the dad's bringing the kids he's 17 18 yeah. and yeah yeah it's weird like, that's a weird one kids and like yeah <laughs> it's crazy so I feel like no it's it's gone nuts if you ask me you know and I I tattooed in Chicago for you know, 20 years, but, uh, I'm, I, I've been out here in Indiana. I'm, I'm just in Northwest Indiana, which is just South of the city. And, uh, we, I mean, we're busy. We stay busy. The phone's blowing up. Like we, we do a good shop. It's, it's awesome. You know, did you say you were in Gary? No, no, no. I go to Gary and tattoo. I'm in Crown Point. Oh, okay. okay. South of Gary. You um, work at Surefire. Yeah. We work at Surefire tattoo. Yeah. All right. John. Before we go into some of the other stuff, let me ask you what you think of your art style or how you would define your art style. And, you know, let's hear a little bit from everybody in regards to, you know, who their influences are or where, you know, they want to head in terms of uh, influences or anything like that. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want me to go to first. Uh, so I would say like my some of my biggest influences would just be like everything honestly i i look at uh antiques we we buy and sell antiques we have a couple antique businesses right now but we like buy and sell all kinds of shit i get into graphic stuff i do graffiti i paint murals um i get into lettering you know like anything that i can get into like we collect all kinds of shit finney's been to my house um it's pretty you know but uh, I collect antique tattoo flash. So, like, I just feel like stuff gives me uh, motivation or gives me, you know, inspiration and things to think about, you know. So, like, I feel like any of that kind of stuff kind of motivates me to keep going. But I think if I had to describe my style, I would say, like, you know, heavy duty or, like, uh, you know, I specialize in, like, Japanese stuff or traditional stuff. That's kind of what I like to do. But... You know, I always tease and say laser proof tattoos is what I try to do. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would hope that it would take you nine sessions to laser yeah. her off. You know? <laughs> that's what that's what I aim for. But otherwise, yeah, just trying to, tattoos, you know. Yeah, I guess for me, I, uh, I guess I, for tattoo styles, I guess I, uh, there, I, it depends if I'm doing color, or black and gray. Really, if I'm well, black work technically, I stipple in. Sure. My black work tattoos are on the darker side, like a little grittier, I guess. Um, but I don't know. When I draw for color, it's like real bubbly and curvy and colorful. And I don't know. It's very different. Two sides, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, so like when I, when I draw, it tends to be like curvy, you know, like real, like a, I almost feminine, I guess, in a way. Sure. But like, I don't know, like, you know, very okay. default color choices. But really what I could do is like, is mix like really solid, flat, traditional with thick ass lines with, black work like real gritty black yep. work 
Totally. Um, you know, like, yeah, I really like it as far as like artists that I like, like Max LaCroix, like his black work is really good. Uh, my friend, uh, Craig St. Peter, shout out Craig. Okay. Um, Dead Crown, same guy. Okay. Uh, I saw Dead Crown stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's, he's from where I'm from out here. Uh, yeah, where you're at? Uh, in Kankakee, Bourbonnet, Bradley. Oh, okay. It's all oh, kind of yeah. the same. Yeah, you for know, sure. But, they butt up to each other. Yeah. But yeah, I like stuff like that. And like, as far as like the color traditional goes, like I really like uh, uh, Matt Stagon. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen his stuff, he's awesome. He travels a lot. Sure. Um, I don't know, but mostly like for inspiration-wise, I guess like my kids draw a lot. And like some okay. of the stuff that they draw, like just like it just gives me like the craziest ideas or I'll just take their ideas and draw my own version of it. Wow. You know? Wow, and, uh, it's just kind of fun to to mess with that for them and and whatnot. But I don't know when I when I make art myself, I guess I I prefer more like markers sure. as opposed to like I don't like to paint, you know, for some reason. Like I really just I I have to have like a precise line, and it drives me nuts if it's a painted line. I don't know. It's hard. I just, yeah, it's I haven't started painting on like glass. I've been trying that. Yeah, um, cool, cool. You know, that's a lot of fun. And then I've been thinking, I've been looking up stained glass and trying that out. I don't know, it's like yeah. I just try everything a few times and kind of move on to the next, which I should, which is good, I guess. Oh, yeah, I think you'd totally be open to trying anything, you know, like I, I've done a little bit of anything and everything. And, uh, you know, how do you know you're not good at it until you try it? You know, like, yeah. you know, you might be the best stained glass artist that never lived. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, for sure. Until you get in and you go, holy fuck, I've been tattooing this whole time, but I'm a stained glass master. You know, like, yeah. you don't, I feel like you should try any medium that, that you know seems feasible and then uh you know if you don't really like it then keep it moving but yeah i've tried a couple gifts and move on yeah yeah Yeah. i feel like for me i grew up doing portraits i love drawing uh painting portraits things like that um and i also really got into trying to copy mc escher's work but as far as tattooing goes ever since i learned about tattooing and understood you know kind of what a tattoo was I in now I'm looking at the the old timers of tattooing and I feel like what ta- what influences my tattoo work would be more like an Ed Smith and George Burchette and you know of course Jer- Sailor Jerry but Dietzel. yeah Dietz Almond Diesel and and just taking all that and just wondering how I can make that mine you know like obviously the art is the copying and, and, and these original designs have worked for a long time for a good reason. And how can I take these and, and bring them into modern times to where somebody younger would, would want this tattooed on them. So that's where I'm at, but I haven't been doing it long enough to really feel like I have this definitive tattooing style yet. I'm still exploring. I love doing black and gray realism uh, but my heart is definitely with that traditional uh, learning what tattooing was as a, a very young child was Roy Boy just because Roy Boy was a local and very flagrant. Legend, yeah, an a- absolute legend. Yeah. And and I remember growing up and seeing him around town and seeing mm-hmm. just how flashy and flagrant he was. And then yeah, like tigers and, and, and learning about and yeah, learning about his and diamonds tattoos. and like yeah, dude, he was yeah. like the man. Learning about his tattoos before even knowing what tattooing was, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing where he got his inspiration and all that. It's it's super interesting. 
And I, and that's what I like to do is kind of keep it super classic, super, um, traditional, you know? Do you guys want to talk technology at all? You know, what you like to use or inks, anything that is in regards to the profession and the craft for people that might not know from the inside. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, if you want me to go first, I, anybody's allowed to talk, you know, this is, I'm just kicking out prompts. You know what I mean? Well, let's stick with the order. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I am not anti-technology and tattooing, but I am anti-bullshit. And I feel like there's a lot of bullshit and fluff in the tattoo industry and I am not on the rotary train. I am not on the cartridge train. I'm not on these things. And I'm not opposed to those things. And I think there's room for technological growth in the grand scheme of what tattooing is. I don't personally use it. But I also have strayed away from, like, tubes that I have to scrub and all this stuff. I'm, I'm all sterile, all disposable, you know, plastic tubes. Some of the old guys would fucking roll over in their grave if they knew I was disposable tubes. But, uh... You know, I still use a needle on a bar and a coil machine. And I, I think I prefer, prefer to know the maker of the machine. I would like to know the person that made it if I didn't make it myself. And that way then I can call upon them when my shit is fucked up, something's wrong. Um, and I think that harkens back to like the old tattoo way. Like if you had something, you knew the guy that fucking made the thing, Paul Rogers or whatever. And you called down there and said, Hey, my machine's fucked up. And another one in that way, then it's, uh, you know, it's an, an easy transaction. It used to be a handshake. You know what I mean? Now it's so, uh, you over, ordered over Amazon and you don't know who the fuck made that thing. And you know, this kind of thing. I, I don't care for that. I think that's something that's missing in the tattoo industry. And I like the fact that some people are getting back to building their own machines. Like, yeah. uh, I buy stuff from Soba in Grand Rapids and I'll go to Soba shop in Grand Rapids or, uh, me and Randy make machines in Oklahoma city. I'll go to Oklahoma city and build machines with Randy or like, uh, I got a guy, Jeff here that works in Griffith that makes great machines, left these irons. Uh, I use them all the fucking time and he's super local. So it's like one of those things that I would like to know the guy that makes my tools in that respect. Uh, no, you know, no downplay to anybody that uses anything else. I just think that me personally, I'd like to call upon the guy that made the thing that if it fucks up, I could call, you know? So I think a lot of the, the technological standpoint is, is, you know, it's cool where it's going, but sometimes I miss the old school ways. Um, but I have advanced to like an iPad now and I use an iPad and I still, I can paint and draw. I do all kinds of shit, but, um, I do believe the iPad is a, a cool tool if you know how to draw or you're artistic. And it's so efficient. Yeah. If you use it the right way, dude, it's like a tool, you know, it's, it's sure a tool in your arsenal for sure. Um, you know, and I was kind of opposed to it at first because I'm just super old school about it. I just do everything by hand. I can draw, I can, I could draw a back piece on you right now with a pen and a marker. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm not real big on the, you know, iPad deal. I was trying to hold out to be the last, you know, the fucking lone Ronin at the end, but I, <laughs> I've switched to the dark side and I do the iPad and I do believe that it, it makes sense. And it, it helps me to make merchandise and stickers and business cards and, uh, you know, gift cards and all these things. I feel like the digital aspect of it, if you don't get on board, you're going to be lost here shortly. So, oh yeah, you know, there's a ghost in the machine for sure. You know, I just think that if, if you don't know how to draw with a pencil before that, don't even fucking touch it. 
You know? Oh yeah, I agree. Because I mean, there's like a like I don't I'm not like, I don't really like a, like this. You can buy like stamp sets, just like yeah, stamp a tattoo. You know, mm-hmm. like so like so that part of it. Like I don't really like. I do like playing around with different brushes and you know just having fun with it. No, totally. I think it's a uh, cool for, you know artists. For me, as far as machines, I hate to say I've uh, I started maybe ten years after you, I guess. Yeah. So like, I I have coils like I've used like you know, like Mike Pikes and stuff like that. Um, I was using uh Cubans for a while, sure. and Cuban a Sidewinder. I love that one for lining. It's amazing. Yeah, um, it's it spits like a, a lot though. Have you ever used one? Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, heavy spitter. I have to like put my barn upside down, and that works pretty well. Yeah. Um, but actually, I actually just bought a, uh, a Bishop one like a week ago. Like I'm trying the wireless cartridge out. I haven't used cartridges ever or wireless. Crazy, it's, right? It's, it's weird. Um, but like convenient, I'll give it that Yeah, for sure. It can feel weird sometimes, almost too light. Like I might drop it Yeah, just cause it's barely there, but well, some yeah, of it's the, an interesting one. A lot. And some of the big guys swear by it, dude. Corey Flannel swears by cartridges and batteries and all this stuff and like, He's old, dude. He's an old guy, and he's going like I'm telling you. I don't know why, but this thing works really well. So I'm not opposed to technology. I just, yeah, I mean, I resisted so hard though. It was the cartridge thing mostly for me. Yeah, totally. Because uh, you know, I just like the needle on the bar. Yeah, right. So that's gonna be hard to give up, but yeah. I've only ever used coil machines. Yeah, I, mean, I was a friend. Yeah, and that's awesome. So yeah, that's he wants me to learn how to do everything on that machine before I try the other machines. Yeah. Unfortunately, my apprenticeship had no coils involved whatsoever. Like Tim didn't use them. He didn't, uh, you know, no, totally. Yeah. So he didn't really know much about them. And yeah. And that's, that's what I mean though. There's like time stamps to the whole thing, you know, where if you started at this point, you're going to be that point in the history of it. Yeah. I've scrubbed, Tubes, I've definitely, I haven't made needles yet. That's coming up, but uh, definitely had the breakdown with machines and all that during my program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's something good enough. Yeah, so I'm, I almost wish I would have been like made to do that stuff at the beginning, you know? Yeah, totally. totally. Just, just to know out of curiosity. I've tried, but <laughs> yeah, I can what? get the machine to run, but can't get it back all in the same, in the, it together. <laughs> Totally, totally. Yeah, sure. It was different back in the day. You know what I mean? Like they would take my machine apart and leave it apart and just be like, figure it out. And you'd have people and you're like, are you fucking shitting me right now? Like, <laughs> I got to put this thing back together and I don't know shit about anything. And like, you figure it out real quick, man. Yeah, after you have, yeah, then that yeah. scenario. And, and ultimately, it's just a machine. You know what I mean? Like once you figure out the inner workings of it, it's not that crazy. I fix everybody's machines at the shop you know, within minutes, anybody's got a problem, they give it to me because I'm like the shop yeah. dad. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I got you. <laughs> Chill. You know? true. Everybody's like, I got you, dog. Don't trip, you know? Yeah, I definitely had some people like that in town when I was using my coils for sure. Yeah, those guys, dude, those guys are few and far between. You know, make sure yeah. you keep friends with them, you know? I feel like because yeah. that was part of finishing the apprenticeship is building the machine. And I've definitely seen other apprentices apprentices and been like well, they didn't have to build a machine but at the same time I, yeah i truly appreciate getting that old school apprenticeship and understanding that part of everything especially because i like the old school tattoos and and the history of everything so i'm definitely not hazing her as much as i might have <laughs> smart probably smart let me ask you this ash since you're yeah. uh most recently having gone through an apprenticeship 
walk us through some of the process and the the phases of your apprenticeship. What was the beginning like? Uh, what did you evolve into? Where are you at with things now as you're coming into your own? The the beginning was painting, 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 painting. Uh, you have to do one to do a hundred. That was the big saying in the house. And like when he says we eat, breathe, shit, tattoos, that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, Just always, you know, it's always going, always. always doing something with tattooing. The first thing he did was Working teach me how to paint flash because when I painted a portrait for him, it was an acrylic portrait. It was not a watercolor portrait. And these are two different animals. So it was very humbling for her to, to sit down with watercolor and have to learn uh, almost backwards process from what I've known or done my whole life. Uh, and so that was the beginning. That was like, prove that you're interested, prove that this is what you want to do. And it, it was, it was sitting at home and, and looking at old flash, like he has all kinds of books, a whole library of tattoo stuff and going through the old stuff and tracing flash and painting flash and learning what paper to use. Uh, yeah, which guy did what? Yeah. We what designs started off with painting and, and now we use like identi pens to do lining and stuff like that. But it was from the beginning, it was learn how to do it right. And and going through that portion of not doing it right was uh, a lot, I guess. <laughs> um, but then it kind of phased into... So I had worked at a tattoo shop before this. Like I said, I had always been interested in tattoos. I'd, I've been getting tattoos for a long time. And um, he just always said, like, be available where you need to be available. And so I know some tattooers that had worked at Tainted Skin. And that had since sold and moved and all that. And he was working at another place in Crown Point. And I know that they had taken an apprentice at Surefire and I had, and my friend had taken the apprentice and I had been watching. She was my friend and just things kind of happened. He ended up going to work at that shop and they needed a counter girl. And I knew about it because I was around and getting into that position and starting off small and taking out everybody's garbage and washing everything and making sure everything functioned properly and for not much money at all, you know, like a, a weekly tip, you know what I mean? And, and doing that. And while I'm still maintaining all this painting and still had to have a home life, you know, and then it kind of got to where the counter girl there had, you know, done her apprenticeship and now it was my my time to shine. You know, it was get in there, show them that you want a tattoo, start doing the garden and all this other stuff for free. Start showing them that you're there because you want to be there. And it went from there. And then one day I, I had somebody and then I started collecting my machines and started collecting supplies that I would need and talking to people and and then just started tattooing. And I tattooed for free for a long time. I actually just started tattooing for money this past October. Um, and so my tattooing has grown. Um, I've had to do a lot of what 
the public wants, but uh, you know, you have these close friends that'll let you do these cool tattoos that yeah, the that cool ones, the yeah, big, the cool ones stuff, that yeah. you've painted or that you've mm. you know the style that you want to be in. Because I I would love to eventually fall into that folky, old school, uh, traditional. But right now I'm still in that phase of doing whatever walks in the door. You don't turn down a tattoo. You do everything that comes your way. Or maybe and, the <laughs> other guys are turning down the stuff and they're like, Ash will do that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they, that's, they that's paid that's their dues. That's your bread and butter when you're yeah. young, man. Like when you don't really have, you know, a, a year's waiting list, like shit, dude. Uh, when I was young, man, like you would do everything that walked through the fucking door. If it was something that came in, and you turned it down like you were like chastised in the back, you know what I mean? And then the other guys would turn all the everything down, but they were already twenty years in, you know. So now, now at twenty years, I'm turning shit down. But uh, you know, the older guys would turn shit down and be like, "If you don't do it, you know, you're an idiot." And I was just like, "Oh fuck, I guess I'll do it," you know. But I think that's that's how you make your money, and that's how you get clients, and that's how you build yourself and learn and all that kind of thing, you know. So now you're six months in. What's that look like? I imagine some people are starting to return. They're liking your style. They're liking your vibe. Yeah, I feel like I've had a really positive response. Uh, I've I've done pretty minimal touch-ups. I yeah. and nobody's come back gnarly or infected uh, yeah, yeah. or anything crazy. Critical. Uh, yeah, they stick. They're in there. They're good. I don't lose a lot of work. Um. So that's exciting. I've had, um, a lo- I've actually had a lot of people come and say they want to do this style of tattooing that I'm, that I'm interested in doing. And that's good. And the other stuff, you know, pays the bills and buys the birthday present, you know? So I'm here one day. I would love to be that, that artist. Um, but until then, I'm just gonna, going to keep trying to prove that I want to be here. Sounds good. Sounds positive. Sounds like the right direction in terms of development. Matt, chime in a little bit about your shop, how it operates, some of the folks that are there. Uh, You know, you've been doing this for a while. It seems like there's a team over there, but you also have apprentices. Yeah, I got a, so there's three artists there. One actually just came over from Northwest Indiana. She's working at a place called, uh, I don't know. It's slipping me right now. Um, but yeah, she just came over. And then um, besides that, I got my brother-in-law, Cam. Um, so I got sure. Cam and Nicole. Okay. Um, so Cam's my brother-in-law. He's he's always been like artistic and doing things. I'm always like, dude, did you ever think about tattooing? And I've been, you know, you know, years later, he's finally like, maybe let's give it a shot. And he did. And he's killing it. He's so, stuff so clean and solid and oh, yeah. real proud of him. And then um, I got another apprentice. I well, he's not an apprentice. He's been he's been done for a while. And Nicole came over. She does great work too. Um, and the apprentice Andres, he's almost done. Um, and his stuff's like he's really in a traditional, really into that. You know, like draw it on paper, paint it on paper. You know, which I respect about him a lot. And uh, he's just he's he's doing awesome too. I'm real proud of the what he's done. And then. I do have one that just started more recently and she's been asking me for an apprenticeship. She was like 14. She's 19 now. Um, so she just started. So she's been persistent, but, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I kind of let everybody do their own thing. I mean, I got into tattooing because I didn't like not only because of this, but 
you know, it's nice not having someone tell me when and where to be and how to be, how late to be, you know, I'm just not into that. And I don't want to be the person putting that on other people either. So we have a lot of freedom. Like, you know, I'm like, I'll be here till then, get here then, you know. For sure. Um, So so the morale is pretty good. Everybody gets along. Everybody, you know, you know, does their part, keeps busy, keeps this place clean. And I, I really have no complaints. So far, that route has worked pretty well of just kind of just functioning as a team and not laying a hammer down, you know. For sure, for sure. I'm not that style anyway. I, there's no way I can never be like that. Is that anything like being in the band? <laughs> no, not really. That I just kind of, that's kind of the same. Except for that Mike was more in charge, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Brown. But yeah, it was a... So I think that totally the passive approach is good if it works. Um, yeah, with the right people. Yeah, with the right people, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm big on that, too, where I feel like I'm running the shop now here in town. And I feel like, for me, it's one of those things, like, you guys are supposed to be adults. Just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, come and go as you please. You have a key. You you pay booth rent. Like, I, I'm not your dad. You know what I mean? I'm not your mama. Like, but, you know, if you need anything, you let me know. Otherwise, like, we just, everyone does their own thing. Everybody's cool. Just get along. It could be cool, you know? Yeah. And, right. Oh, good. You know, right, right attitudes, right mentalities. Yeah, I think we have a great shop, though. We have yeah. the people that are there want to be there, and they yeah. act for the most part. Everybody gets along really well. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, we all get along great. Yeah. I also in town we have um, as many female or more female yeah. tattooers yeah. than we do male in our shop, and that's really cool because I feel like when I really started wanting to tattoo, that that's not what you saw. It was always a very very male i i don't very male dominated sport for sure and uh so to see a lot of females we all get along i i really like to see that in the shop too where are things going where is the craft headed where's the art headed where is uh just the culture in general going what are the trends um i believe that it is you know, tattooing is booming at, at any rate. I, I feel like it's more alive than it has been in a very long time. And it's very, very uh, out in the forefront. I feel yeah, like, it's definitely uh, super yeah, I'm, I'm seeing ads at H and all these things, all these models have tattoos. It's fucking for the world. So, uh, tattooing in general has gone ape shit since I started to say the least. And uh, I foresee the future being fairly good. I mean, there's a lot of people in the world and a lot of campuses at that rate. And, uh, you know, people like to have the, the look. People want to have things that mean something to themselves. And, uh, you know, people are humans in, in a base level are um, trying to mark themselves at any rate. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, set it's, themselves you know apart yeah, they set themselves else. apart, make themselves individual at some rate. And uh, the business is great, honestly. Like I've, I've been great. Uh, we've definitely fed our family off this, you know. Like, um, you know, as a as a career, I feel like it's it's a great job if you do it right. And uh, yeah, if you have you know, self discipline, yeah, you're a self starter. Yeah, there's not a lot of rules in tattooing, so I feel like it's one of those things where you have to be disciplined at some rate, if if not within yourself. Um, 
but I think the business is awesome and I, I foresee it going, you know, even higher than it is now and even further than it is now. And, and some of the tattoos that are being produced now are like, you know, mind blowing. It was mind blowing 20 years ago. Now, like some of the shit you see is incredible. You know, some of the artists that are out now and, you know, some of these guys that are foreign and doing these things from other countries and you see it come across your Instagram or your, your pages and you're just like, dude, that's, it's, you know, kind of fucking crazy to be honest with you. But, yeah. uh, good all positive in my eyes yeah it's definitely evolving yeah definitely evolving it's not the same same animal it was who are some of your favorite artists that you're seeing when you're scrolling instagram or wherever else yeah i mean when i'm going through i follow a lot of uh like artists artists as well too so like it just depends but i mean like you know, as far as artists go, like Kyler Martz or like Mac Blackout or like Revoke or Revoke's like a big graffiti guy or like, um, you know, there's there's some artists that are doing yeah. things that are just kind of fucking crazy. But tattooing wise, like uh, Water Street Phantom, if you ever see that guy, he's from Australia. Super fucking sick. Or Rice Gordon is a guy I know from Australia. Rice is fucking sick. Uh, I talked to a lot of guys in, in Japan. Jiro is is amazing, you know. Like uh, Mutso is really good. Chris Garver in New York City, like you know, <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many good guys, you know. And then even then, like my local guys, like um, you know, Steve Gatros in Louisville, mm-hmm. uh, Jimison in Louisville, but fuck. Luke, you know, yeah, Luke or Luke Wolf Jr. is in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. super good tattooer. Um, you know. Like I said, the old guys, I mean, Dana, Corey, Mike Dorsey is a friend of mine. Mike Dorsey is fucking insane. Uh, I go to his studio in, in Cincinnati and it's like, it's mind blowing. Like if you ever just want to feel little, you yeah. know, <laughs> just go, go and see how productive Mike Dorsey is. He'll, he'll just make you feel a certain type of way, but couldn't be a nicer guy. Couldn't be a better guy. Um, you know, but just getting around and seeing folks tattoo, you know, Corey Flatmo, Corey Flatmo, great tattooer. Um, you know, Randy, Horioki, these guys, I go, I go all over the country. So like just seeing, you know, crazy tattoos and even like in Puerto Rico, um, my friend Hari, this dude named Hari Silk, Hari Silk is amazing. Uh, super big Japanese bodysuits, you know, happening in Puerto Rico on an Island thousands of miles from here. And, and Hari shits on most people in the country, you know? So it's <laughs> just true. like, you know what I mean? Like just, just seeing folks that are just like really fucking tattooing and not really, um, you know, dealing with everybody else. They're just kind of doing their thing and being their own little individual guy. And, you know, I really like that kind of thing. Randy Randerson, Randy Randerson's one of the best guys in tattooing, um, you know, works hard, builds machines, makes t-shirts, runs 12 businesses, has 25 kids. Yeah. Like, Randy's a <laughs> fucking man, you know? So like, as far as like inspiration for me, probably, probably those guys, you know, Josh Orioki painted some big murals with Josh, you know, like, those guys are great. You know, I think, I think artists is what inspired me. Like other guys that are just trying to be fucking artists, you know, like they're just trying to be out there. They're not trying to be this big, uh, big headed guy. That's, you know, fucking overblown and all this stuff. I, I think that like the guy that's just trying to be the fucking guy is my favorite guy. For sure. And inspiring. I suppose. How about you, Matt? I'm not as good at pulling out names like that. Uh, I I can think like off the top of my head, you know, like Matt Curzon, especially like I love his stuff. Um, Just his saturation, his color, and 
just the designs. I was really into uh, Destroy Troy, I mentioned earlier. Uh, another, yeah, like another friend of mine, uh, you know, Brian McCormick, uh, Springfield. He does sure. a good job. He's awesome. I used to work for him down there. Um, as far as uh, like other artists I follow that aren't tattooers, like it's a lot of cartoonists, honestly, like old cartoonists, old cartoon pages, toy sure. pages, a lot of vinyl. Um, really just stuff like that. Uh, Electric Zombie, I like his stuff. Cool. You know, it's kind of all over the place. You ever see Wonky Tiger? No. Wonky I don't think Tiger so. is this guy that makes comics and it's kind of like heavy. It almost looks like heavy metal. I would describe it as like heavy metal comics, but I met him a couple summers ago. He was sharing a booth with a guy I know named Dan Tipton. And uh, I didn't realize it was that guy. If you like that kind of thing, you might like that wonky talker guy. Yeah, but, I just typed it down, so I'll check it out. Yeah, totally like gnarly, um, heavy metal comic book looking stuff. And he does art, but it, he tattoos as well. But he does these comic books, and they're they're super cool, dude. You might be into them. Yeah, I'll check them out for sure. I love stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I find inspiration, and in, in like that's what I'm saying. Like all those things that you think are cool, I think could energize you or make you feel a certain type of way to make your tattoos cooler. You know, like I feel like who wants to be like at the shop uninspired? You know, yeah, right. I like I love super traditional artists that come through like uh Burt Crack, something that's super yeah. like broken down to the, the, the bare minimum and make it you could read it from outer space and it's still just the best thing you've seen. Um and then Chad Keplinger who yeah. just does like I feel like I'd have to eat mushrooms to paint like him. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, and like <laughs> a couple summers ago, but yeah, Chad's yeah. mind blowing, dude. Yeah, he's great. Amazing. Um even local artists that like uh, Jared Peters over here yeah. owns oh, Untold, and his stuff is super mean looking, very traditional. He's doing mean. glass painting. Yeah, he's doing a lot of glass painting with Herfer. Oh, I know that guy's awesome. Herfer's yeah, signs. Yeah. yeah, real great stuff. That's um, maybe one of paint glass was his page actually. I saw him do oh. one. I was like, I want to give that a shot. Dude, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're doing some cool stuff, and I haven't attempted the glass yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I implore people, like, if you think that's cool, fucking try it. Yeah, it's fun. Sorry to interrupt. Ever, you know? For sure. No, and then perfectly I, fine. Yeah, I love, like, like as we said, Luke Wolf Jr. and yeah. Professor York. I yeah. love taking it back to the super old school and, and just... Making it cool. Making again. it nice. Making it cool, you know? Yeah, and, straighten uh, it out. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, let me and ask you I, this. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I just follow other, like, portrait artists, other random artists, but I, I feel like, yeah, inspiration from everywhere, but try to keep the, the basic rules for myself. That's what mm -hmm. I want to do with tattooing. So let me ask you this, uh, as we get closer to perhaps wrapping things up, what have we not touched on that you would like to uh, address or feel maybe wasn't explored through any of the other questions or discussion well and since you got me on <laughs> thinking about it on the topic i suppose uh i feel like we covered everything pretty well as far as tattooing goes you know technology and future and past and all that kind of thing um i think maybe you know, if we had like a closing deal, maybe what would a general statement be to the public? You know what I mean? Like if you're listening to this podcast, what do I want you to gain from it? You know, 
Well, you tell me. We're live. You know, go ahead. I say that you should go and get tattooed and, you know, put uh, put the money in the hands of artists that are trying to do cool things or, um, you know, like buy art or, you know, <clears throat> put yourself out there a little bit to get something really unique or something cool. And, uh, you know, yeah. tattooing is well and alive and, you know, it's only going to go up from here. And uh, I just heard the other day that the fucking military is like going to allow people with neck tattoos to get in. So like, <laughs> you know, you guys are fucked now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah just wait for all those guys to hear that. It's fucking on now. So, um, you know, God bless, I suppose. Good luck out there in the trenches. In the yeah. Town. You know, go like, get tattooed. For yeah, your local artist. Yeah, get support tattooed. your local artist and go get tattooed, I suppose. My turn. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I would say just like for the general client, I would say, you know, if you're going to get a tattoo, you know, pick an artist whose stuff you really like that you're really going to trust and dictate as little as possible and you'll get a really good tattoo out of it. You know, I feel like a lot of times I'll get clients that'll just want to like dictate every single corner of the tattoo and then they end up ruining their own tattoo. And if they would just say, I want a bird, do a bird, you know, they'd get a better tattoo, I think. Thousand percent. You know, yeah. it's more inspiring for sure to just be like, all right, cool. I have free range to do what I want instead of trying to get in the box inside of someone else's head to figure out what they're thinking exactly. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just being like, you're a cool artist. I, I want you to do this exact thing for me. But cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they started dictating, that's when I started, I mean, honestly, I started getting like nervous and like pressuring myself too hard. And that's it. You know, it all comes out through it in one way or another, you know, I think that takes the fun out of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I've, I've talked to uh, people about that. I've talked to Corey Flatmo about that. He uh, told me for over an hour about how people try to mac micromanage his process. And to the point where, like, listen, you've seen me in magazines. You've done these things. You've seen the research. You know, like, you know who I am. And you're still going to micromanage me. Like, I'm just yeah. I sat to you for you. you know? yeah, just makes no sense. guarantee you'll probably be happy. And, uh, yeah, that's that's a big thing, too, for sure. I can't remember the last time I got tattooed and didn't wasn't just like this is the space go for it. For you know? sure. Yeah, for Those sure. Or just been like, yeah, what do you have on the wall? You oh, know. Yeah. yeah. Lately, what have yeah. you drawn lately? What you do you know, want like, to Those do? are the best ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got a couple guys like that right now that are great. They just come in and like do something cool, and I'm just like, fuck yes. You know? Yeah. Like that that would be clients. cool to be like a tattooer's tattooer, you know. Someone who they, they come in knowing that you're just going to do something cool and, and let you do it all hours of the day. Wouldn't that yeah. be? <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the... Well, hey, let's wrap it up here. I feel like that's a good breaking point. I want to thank you all for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.